Hello, folks, and welcome to last night this morning. Still technically, my apologies for the miscommunication yesterday. Um, we were just on the wrong page. I, I, I was going to do it solo, but I'd love to get Anonymous on this thing just because I, I really enjoy his perspective. And I think it brings in a unique take to things like the mailbag when there's multiple people there. Uh, I'll probably just record it today, this afternoon, sometimes by myself, just because, you know, there's multiple schedules and stuff to make work during the day. Uh, so my apologies. We'll get this thing out uh, at some point today to get all your questions answered about the league. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that last night, this morning, got off and running, you know, as well. Uh, quick ESA, if you do not know who Coach Kent Murphy is, I might suggest taking a look at him on, I found him on Instagram on accident. He's just like a, I don't know, he's just a big, dumb, redneck idiot. But I think he's really funny about baseball stuff. So take a look at him on Instagram if you have not. Let's get into the games from last night. And let's start in Baltimore, where Minnesota wins another one as they continue to make a run uh, at just controlling the American League Central. They take down uh, Baltimore Orioles, excuse me, 6-2. to two. This one, just domination all the way through from the Twins. Connor Pilkington falls to three and four. I think he goes six runs, 11 base runners allowed over four innings, including five walks, not what you're looking for out of a young starting pitcher. He would leave the game early, obviously take the loss. Rod Cunningham would come in much earlier than typical. Came in in the seventh inning, gave up two runs. His year right now approaching two, two overall, not quite there. Uh, this bullpen, Baltimore bullpen still excellent. Again, I, I just do not understand why they use so many pitchers. I mean, you think it's Paul Davis, Cody Spencer, Ben Totter, all pitched, and Rod Cunningham all pitched under one inning, but they all pitched in this game. And again, they used six relief pitchers. Uh, they do this all the time. I, I do not understand this 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 bullpen usage from Baltimore. From Minnesota, uh, Nate Kirby goes to five and three. He goes five innings, gives up two runs, strikes out four to get his fifth win of the year. Nolan Arenado drives in a run. Corey Ray drives in a run. Dave Wilson drives in a run on the offense for them. A couple of guys from Baltimore had multiple hits. Actually, they had 12 hits, and it was either all or nothing, or two or nothing, excuse me. Yeah, Steve Brown, Dave Tatum, Gabriel Vaughn, Miguel Antonio, Antonio Guzman, and, and Thomas Ortega all had two hits. And then you got like Patrick Belfour, uh, Nick Senzel, and K- uh, Curtis Jordan, I think, all had zero hits. So 12 hits, only two runs. They could not get anything going for Baltimore. The Orioles are now 27 and 28, one game under 500, still only two and a half back in the East. Uh, and then the Twins are 30 and 26 as they lead the Central. If I'm not mistaken. Reds walk on off against Philadelphia to get their 21st win of the year as Jose Ramirez walks off with a uh, RBI single, excuse me, in the bottom of the ninth to get the Reds their 21st win of the year. The Phillies fall to 27 and 30. Bad starting pitching performances on both sides of the uh, dish, if you will. Andrew Bellat. T. Bellotti, Andrew Bellotti is probably how you pronounce that. Goes two and two thirds, lost five runs, does not figure into the decision as the bullpen for Philly continues to fall apart. As this thing goes through, Chikafuji gives up a run. Luis Gohara gets the blow and save, giving up two runs over two innings of work. And actually, the loss will fall on to Kevin Flemmer, who takes his third loss of the year despite only posting a 1.74 year rate on the whole season. Mac Davis probably has something to do with that. Actually, I'm positive Mac Davis has something to do with that. He's the one that gave up the hit. Fleming gave up the base runner, so he'll take the loss. Mac Davis has been atrocious in Philadelphia this year. He came over in the Dalton Varsho trade last year. Dalton Varsho went to Atlanta. He is the backup pitcher for the Braves right now. Mac Davis not producing this year for Philly, although not much is really working out for them as they have a good young team that is struggling at the moment. Cincinnati, Nate Pearson just got lit up over three and a third. He's now posting an eight ERA, basically giving seven runs over three and third innings. The loss goes, or the win actually falls to uh, their their closer here, AJ Cole. But the, it was just a bad performance up and down the lineup. 
Uh, offensively, Rusnik Castillo, Rafael Castillo, excuse me, is the guy we want to look at here. He went two for three, drove in five runs, including hitting a three-run shot. Uh, two home runs, actually. He hit a three-run shot, and the other one was a two-run shot. Yep, uh, one off Kohara and one off Delati. Really nice performance from the youngster. Matt Wieters drives in three runs as well. For Philly, Josh Bell went three for four, drove in three runs. Robbie Comito went two for four and drove in three runs. But that was really it. Everybody else in this team struggled to drive in runs, despite getting on base quite a bit, as the Phillies will fall to the Reds. The Reds getting a, a rare win on the year. Padres take down the Cubs 6-4 to four behind 13 hits from their offense. You're looking at guys like Angelton Simmons, the offensive powerhouse, actually having a really nice offensive season. He 278 with 25 RBIs on the year so far. Uh, Yohan Mankata driving in a couple of runs as well. This team is just basically a bunch of dudes hitting between 250 and 275 with like a couple of home runs and 20 RBIs. It's, that's what the Padres are this year. Uh, they actually had to kind of pivot here as their starter, Bill Higgins, goes down in the second inning with an injury after pitching pretty well through two. Uh, Jose Alvarado would come through and pitch three shutout innings. It was by walking four and get the win. Uh, De Los Santos would get his third save of the year at the end. For Chicago, Hudson takes the loss. He goes five innings. He was up 12 base runners and five runs to fall to three and six. And they just couldn't quite get enough runs as they end up with four. And they needed seven. Uh, Kyle Skipworth, uh, Rivera, Ben Revere, a couple of guys driving in runs. Jordan Alvarez as well for the Cubbies. Cubbies fall to 20 and 35. And the Padres improved to 23 and 34. Still well behind the pace of everybody else in that division. Cleveland takes down Chicago uh, four to or five four, excuse me, as they kind of went back and forth here a little bit. Um, you know, Chicago was right there on the doorstep a couple of times, but that four-run first inning from Cleveland just too much. They couldn't overcome it. Jose Fierro actually pitched great after the first inning. He let up four runs in the first one, go six innings, only allowing those four runs. Bowler would let up a run um, to kind of you know, make this thing worse. Tom would pitch great for Cleveland as they were able to really get off the the, um, the the cup early here. Again, that first inning grand slam of Miguel Andujar with two outs. What did this team in? For sure, Chicago could never battle back and get anything going. Brett Lowry continues his hot streak. He's batting 350 with 14 home runs and 46 RBIs on the year. Somebody needs to go get Brett Lowry out of Chicago and let him come take them to the playoffs as he is pitching excellent. Ramon Zaragoza gets a couple of hits and he gets back over the 200 mark on the year uh, since he came over to Chicago. He hit the ball really well right off the gate and has struggled. Keon Barnum stays hot for the White Sox. Cleveland 31 and 25. Chicago 19 and 37. Still pacing towards that first overall pick if I'm not mistaken. In Los Angeles they go extra innings and St. Louis is able to pull it out. They scored zero runs for the first eight innings and then in the ninth they're going to add Four runs to tie it and score one in the top of the 10th to get the W. And really, really impressive comeback as you actually look at what happened here. Uh, Juan Espinoza hits a two-run shot with no outs to start the scoring in the ninth. Augusto Candelia uh, is the one that hits it, a home run in the 10th inning to give them the lead. And then uh, Cedric Rutherford hit a two-run shot with one out. So Cedric Rutherford and Juan Espinoza hitting two-run shots in the ninth inning. And then you had uh, Candelia hitting a one-run shot in the 10th to give them the win over Los Angeles. Jared Kozark with seven innings of shutout baseball. Flowers pitched great before Jordan Walden gives up both home runs in the ninth to take the blown save. Wilmer Font would come through 
close it out. Then Chris Gray takes the loss. As a result, Chris Gray falls to 1-3 and with a 10.48 ERA, and he has now been put on waivers by the Dodgers. He has been basically let go. Uh, St. Louis needed this win bad to keep pace with the rest of the National League Central. They end up 31 and 25 as Los Angeles falls to 24 and 32, seemingly done at this point. I don't know that they can catch up to anybody else in the West. Seattle will come back and beat Oakland. They got shut out last night. Well, Seattle does the shutting out tonight as Mark Appel goes six and a third innings of shutout baseball. He is five and zero with a 2.89 ERA in his return season after being out for more than a year and a half with arm injury issues. Walker Buehler can't continue his streak of excellent pitching performances. So those six innings and only allowing two runs is good for what he's done this season. He falls to two and seven uh, as the A's can't cape up with the Mariners. Runs produced from the Mariners by Jock Peterson and Elliot Jenkins. Uh, you know, it is what it is. This is kind of what you expect. The Mariners are now 39 and 18. A's fall to 25 and 33 on the year. Diamondbacks fall to the Mets for the second straight night, as they do seem to have caught up, although they have caught an injury bug as well. Um, the Mets are a team that, that, again, we've talked about their struggles really, really extensively at this point. Um, but they seem to have woken up out here uh, in the next couple of days. But this is their third injury in three days. Jonathan Neese went down. Tim Lincecum went down. Now Jeffrey Marte has gone down. And the Jeffrey Marte thing does seem serious. So I'm hearing that he is going to be out for several months. Uh, regardless of that fact, Alberto Vega goes 7-2, and gives up two runs, strikes out 10 for his fifth win of the year. Arizona gets a really bad performance from young Malcolm Williams. Uh, and then their bullpen does a decent job, but the damage is already done. They could not come back offensively. Jose Torres drives in three runs. Jilin Wong drives in a run. Jeffrey Marte, like I said, left hurt. So Solas comes in and plays very well. Uh, and kind of in relief there. The Mets are now 20 and 34, 14 games under 500. And I think they're still like 10 or 15 back of the division leaders. But man, you hate to see them get hot if you were somebody in the National League East. Arizona improves to 35 and 22, or excuse me, falls to 35 and 22 on the year. Yankees take down the Rays as they stay just insanely hot. Now two games under 500, right there behind the Ray or the Jays uh, to try to catch up and take this division here. Excuse me. Uh, and the Rays fall to 26 and 31, just continue to, to kind of bury themselves. Nate Nivaldi goes six innings, gives up one run to improve to three and four on the year. Max Scherzer. Gets lit up, giving up five runs over one in the third innings to fall to three and four for Tampa Bay. Ivan Chavez, Ramon Ortiz, and Miguel Sano all go deep for the Yanks as they are starting to hit home runs. The question was posed the other day on the air on pace to hit that 300 home run mark that we talked about before the season. No, they are not technically, although they are first in the league in home runs. Before today, they were... Uh, up over the Diamondbacks by two. I don't remember how many Diamondbacks home runs were hit last night, but I imagine they increased their lead, hitting three more tonight and broke the 100 in arc. Uh, they should be at 101 now on the season for the Yankees. 27 and 29, Tampa Bay 26 and 31. And I think that's nine in a row for the Yanks. Pretty impressive stuff. In Atlanta, Washington wins the third game of a four-game series. We'll look to take three or four tonight as they just keep toggling back and forth who's leading this division. Nationals now 31 and 24. Braves also 31 and 24 as they sit tied atop the division. This one was uh, Claudio Santos' debut on the year, filling in for Max Fried, who went out for essentially three months last night. Uh, Claudio Santos gets in for this first action of the season for the Braves, and he immediately gives up two runs and takes the loss. So, not a great debut. Honestly, Tracy Moss didn't pitch particularly well either. Um, 
for for the Braves is the Nationals would score a lot of damage done by Ed Palmer, former Brave farmhand that really has been documented very well. He drives in four runs on the day, um, and the Braves will take the loss. Tracy, or excuse me, Doug Smith, rookie catcher for the Braves, does hit two home runs to take his season total to twelve. He is an excellent excellent candidate for rookie of the year. He's been in 288, 12 home runs, 23 RBIs out of the catcher spot as he uh, has been an excellent addition to this lineup. And Taylor Sparks hit his 18th of the year. The Braves' power hasn't really been a problem between those two. It's really the other guys. Jamie Vega just continues to suck. Uh, Brendan Rodgers sucks. He's been terrible since coming off the DL. So there's some holes in the lineup. I know they want some help in the corner outfields as well. Either way, this game tonight will decide who has the lead in the division exiting this um this four-game series as we head down the stretch here. Toronto loses again, and this time, again, in heartbreaking fashion. It's happened like this over and over again as they get to extra innings tied with the Marlins. The Marlins score four in the top of the 10th, and the Jays would score two in the bottom of the 10th to make this thing competitive 7-5 again uh, as as you know Miller would come through, and, and Lawrence Taylor stayed in a little bit too long maybe, and Miller would come through and give up a run. Brandon Klein would finally get to save his 11th of the year. Man, if you're Toronto, you have to be wondering what the hell is going on as they slip below 500. I think this is eight straight losses, nine straight losses, eight straight losses for the slumping Blue Jays. And they just keep losing in devastating fashion. Daniel Fields out in left field drives in three runs for the Jays. It's hard to find the reason this is happening. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on the American League East. Again, I think we're going to in this, this mailbag topic. You hate to see it. Colorado gets the W here as Creshawn Holly gets the win. That's interesting. Uh, he came in in the sixth inning after Trevor Bauer went five and gave up two runs a little early for appearance for Holly. You got Almont, Harris, Mann, Mateo, Moore, McCulley. I think the entire Rockies pitching staff pitched last night against Texas uh, to get the win, but they will get the win and they will move to 36 and 20 at the top of the National League West as Texas falls to 22 and 35. Still technically leaderless, the Texas Rangers looking for their new manager. Um, new general manager, excuse me, as soon as they can. But uh, current state, they're just kind of being managed by by whoever the bench coach is, I guess. And finally, Boston beats Houston, who moved to 28 and 27 on top of the division. It's one game over 500 in the American League West or American League East, excuse me. But that is good enough for first place. Two games ahead of the the uh, Jays and the Orioles, if I'm not mistaken, as the Yankees are kind of charging up here. Um, Dave Groves pitches well again. He has been good, actually, after a couple of disastrous starts after that trade over from Texas. Uh, Victor Mejia, Mejia, excuse me, will get the 12th save of the year. 1.21 ERA for that kid. He is still excellent at the back of this bullpen. The Astros fall to 32 and 23. The Red Sox again improved to 27 or 28 and 27. That is last night. This morning, look out for the mailbag later on this afternoon, either with just myself or with anonymous GM as well. Appreciate you listening.